It is true that roller skating provides an ecstatic experience. It gives you an incredibly pleasant experience. But this pleasure is not the pleasure that you get from a bottle of beer, or that you get from watching even a good television show. The pleasure you get from roller skating is being tuned in. You're turned on to your own nervous system. You're turned on to your own body. You're turned on to the incredible wisdom which lies inside every cell in your body. はい、ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。
falling over basically trying to figure out which shoulder to look over feeling so unstable and then like once going fakie coming back learning how to not push on the flat bottom yeah Um, meanwhile like dealing with the experience of having other people in the skate park like the fear that skateboarders are watching me or whatever was like super intimidating so I um I think that that's probably a pretty common experience for most people. I'm not sure about now. 100%. And I think another thing that can be really overwhelming, which somebody else asked us to talk about a little bit, is like skate park etiquette, like how to behave in a skate park because it's this existing environment that kind of has its own set of rules. And when you're new, the rules aren't always like super obvious. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess we can talk about it a little bit, but I just want to say that Sugu and I are not the judges on skate park etiquette. <laughs> oh we, God, have, we have our own opinions and like what we've been taught, but um, there's other resources out there too. I know CIB have quite a good um, skate park etiquette list on their website, but I don't know, Sugu, do you have maybe just one or two tips about things that you'd recommend to think about? Yeah, obviously uh, a skate park, the system of a skate park basically is to take turns. So usually like... It gets a bit more complicated, I think, in street sections, but in a bowl, in general speaking terms, or in a mini ramp, there's five people, and those five people are taking turns. So when you get there, you need a... Usually what I try to do is wait for a full rotation of those people. Once I see that the person that started when I got there is going to drop in, I... Either ask if I can go if they're not very polite and they're not giving you a turn. A lot of, like, these days, I think most people, they see you arrive and they offer you to go in. Um, but if they don't, you can always ask. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of kids don't ask, yeah. so you got to ask them. Like, I think younger kids, generally speaking, are a bit worse at it. And, I mean, you can always be like, hey, can I have a turn? And they can't say no. It's a public space. We're all sharing it. Uh, so yeah, take turns is super important. And if you're doing a line and you fall or you bail on a trick, that's it for your run. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you gotta get out of the ramp, get out of the bowl, give someone else a turn. If you are at the stage where all you do is pumping and you there's no really end like to your line because you're just pumping unless you fall but if you don't fall usually I don't know how how much time I usually say a run shouldn't take more than a minute I mean like a minute can seem like a super long time when you're in there um but I think that's generally like a pretty polite way to do things like by all means you should take up the space and you should take your turn and if you just want to get in the bowl and pump because that's what you're learning then like you should do that. But yeah, I think as a general courtesy, like not taking up more than a minute is a nice way to share the space. Um, Basically when your legs start burning, (laughs) stop. (laughs) I think you mentioned something interesting about street sections. Like that is definitely a different kind of thing. Um, I really love to skate a street section. And I think it's really important when you get to a new park that you watch the street section to see the flow. Like you may not understand the way the lines are crossing and how it's working, but the locals definitely do. And so, you know, you don't want to be 
inserting yourself into the middle of the skate park, which is like just in everybody's way. So you really need to spend like at least five, 10 minutes just like watching how the skate park's working and thinking about where you're gonna go. And then you, you know, like do have your go and like go to the spots that you wanna skate. But when you're done, just make sure you're not like standing in a spot that is a part of the flow of the skate park. Cause yeah. that's one way to get hated real yeah, fast. I think that's a super common one actually to like, um, while you're waiting for your turn or just like you're having a little rest or a chat with your mates or a chat with your mates and you like go up to this ledge and sit down like oh my god like I, I still like maybe accidentally do it every now and then by accident particularly in new skate parks and all of a sudden you're sitting on a ledge that someone's trying to skate yeah <laughs> oh it does happen so just don't sit on skatable objects. In don't general. put your bags on them either. Like yeah. just as a, and it's like a lot to take in and a lot to remember. But I think if you're courteous, most people are pretty kind and like they might give you a heads up, like hey, like we're skating this area, and you can be like, cool, sorry, I'll just like move over here. Yeah. Um, I feel like sometimes people are dicks, and you are gonna have to like assert yourself, but. Sometimes too, I think that like if someone is giving you a tip about etiquette in the skate park, they're not necessarily trying to be nasty or tell you that you don't belong there. Like if you're skating a bit in the middle of a street section, like it's a half pipe and someone comes and asks you to move, it's nothing personal. It's just that like it's not fitting with the flow of the park. So sometimes you got to be like a little bit open and flexible, especially when you're in a new environment to just make sure that you're kind of like learning how it works and yeah. everyone's got to share these spaces together. Cool. Oh, I just feel like we gave people like a stern lecture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we have a super special guest dropping in. We do. Um, I think people are going to be pretty excited about this one. This skater has burst onto the scene in the last couple of years and is just phenomenal to watch yeah. on skates. She really is amazing. She's the kind of person that I think we talked about in the last episode that you're like, you've been skating for five minutes and you're doing a barani. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so you can probably guess who we're talking about maybe, but um, we have Jade who goes by Optimus Lime. Jade Hannah um, uses she, her or they, them. And we're really excited about this chat because Jade is part of the, the new generation of roller skaters who really understand social media, which is something that I feel like both of us struggle with sometimes. And is also just like such a good skater. And I definitely don't want to say that Jade has only been skating for five minutes. I feel like they have been skating for quite a while, but has just progressed like super fast. Yeah. I um, actually just got a message from Jade asking if we have daylight savings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey Jade, yes, we do have daylight savings. So. Um, so, I'm not sure what that means. They are an hour ahead than yeah, us. Yeah, maybe, but maybe we'll just pause this and be back with you yeah. in a moment. <laughs> Morning. Sorry about the confusion with time. I was like, oh, I should probably check that. Yeah, we'll also take a little bit of responsibility for just not considering that there's anyone in the world that's not on daylight savings time. So yeah. totally on us. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've never had daylight savings, so I forget that it's even a thing until something like this. <laughs> so how are you, Jade? I'm doing incredibly well today. I'm actually super excited. There's a 
skateboarding video that's uh, being presented tonight, uh, Brisbane 3. So pretty excited for that. It's being filmed over two years of Brisbane skateboarding. So oh. everyone's getting real hyped. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. Through your Instagram, I saw that you go by she, her, they, them, but maybe you want to tell us your full name, your pronouns, where you're from, what you do. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so I'm Jade Morris or Optimus Lime on Instagram, uh, 22 from Nanjing, Australia, and pronouns she, her, they, them, not super fussed, uh, whatever you want to call me is cool. Um, kind of got into skating about two years ago just because I had an old roommate that gifted me a pair of Impalas that were leopard print because she's like, I know you love leopard print. And <laughs> I didn't know anything about skating at the time. I didn't know that you could go to a skate park and you could roller skate. You could learn all these moves. Like I was pretty immersed in skateboarding culture a bit. Um, used to skateboard at Paddington when I was a lot younger. Um, so I instantly felt pretty comfortable there. And my friend Vashti, uh, Vashti RW on Instagram, is st oh, she started about the same time as I did, uh, really pushed me to get into it with her. And she is the most insanely talented skater I've ever met in my life like the most driven and creative person and I don't think if it wasn't for her I wouldn't even have progressed nearly half as fast as I did um but yeah uh through like her I you know started skating at skate parks first time I ever put on a pair of roller skates was at Paddington Skate Park um and people ask me all the time like how do you feel comfortable going to a skate park like how do you deal with all these men I'm like it doesn't matter. Everybody's there to learn. Nobody's there to judge you. Um, and if they are, it doesn't matter. Don't listen to them. Um, uh, yeah. We were just talking about our first time in the skate park. Both Sam and I were derby skaters, so we knew how to skate already. Um, and it's still, yeah. it was still so nerve wracking to go to the skate park. And nowadays there's so many people that just put on the skates for the first time and just go straight to the skate park. And I can't imagine of anything even more nerve wracking. Than yeah. That. But that was some really good advice from you. I think like you're totally right. Like probably no one's watching you and everyone is there to learn. Um, especially if you've got like a friend with you or something, yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah, I, I, I think we just... Oh, yeah, it's way less nerve-wracking if you have someone else there with you, um, you know, whether it's, like, one person or a group of people, like, you're going to feel way more comfortable. Yeah, and that's also such a good um, piece of advice that I've been trying to, like, give to new skaters is no one looks at the bad skaters in a skate park. Yeah. Everyone looks at the very good skaters. Like, that's true. No one will be like, oh, look at that loser. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's true. I used to hide in, like, the dark corner yeah. where there's, like, the tiniest bit of, like, flat ground and, like, pathway that goes off into a tennis court, just practicing, like, my turnaround yeah. post stop. And, like, uh, I have a video from my, like, day one roller skating, and I'm, like, walking on my skate, <laughs> like, stepping. And I'm like, get it. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> So good. <laughs> But like you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. So we I all started from the bottom. You um you mentioned a bit Vashti helping you in the beginning and your background in skateboarding and you seem like super connected to your skate community. Can you tell us a little bit about like what it's like skating in Mianjin and like how that community is? Because I think every place kind of has its vibe and from what I've seen, um the scene there looks super cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. We've had such a 
huge community in not just like uh, skate culture in general, but roller skating in particular. Uh, when I started, it was just with Vashti. It was just her and I. Um, and then through skating, I met Gabby, uh, Patina Trichi on Instagram, and uh, also Mickey, Michaela, who I live with at the moment, Golden Garden, and um, who have I got? Zoe and Indy and like all Natasha, Echo, all my incredible roller skate friends. Uh, we have this huge group and community and of course Rib, um, Riblet Roll. Uh, yeah, we very, very fortunate that uh, just through going to the skate park, uh, we met all these people and we were able to help each other and inspire each other. And we've never really felt um, uh, discouraged by anyone in the community, which I think has been pretty lucky for us like obviously if you go to other places you're gonna get a bit of hate and people being like oh you know why are you not riding derby skates or why do you do derby or um, why are you at the skate park and stuff like that but I think through having this huge group and community we've just been able to you know do it and it doesn't matter because we have all these people to back us up and we don't need to prove ourselves to anyone, but it has been incredible to be able to have those people have your back and prove to people, hey, like this is our space too. Um, we also have a incredibly large rollerblading scene in Brisbane. Um, I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah, so Wednesday night Paddington Skate Park is uh, inline skating. Um, I think they used to be at one of the indoor parks before it got closed and then it just changed to Paddington when the indoor park got uh, changed. Um, and that has been so incredible to see especially as someone that didn't know anything about I didn't know anything about like inline skating at parks or roller skating or anything like that so having this community of people that have been doing it for over 20 years 25 30 years and the tricks do like similarly go hand in hand so being able to learn from these people for them to be able to give us tips inspiration show us the roots of what we're doing has been mind-blowing the stuff that they can do I can't even comprehend I know I see so much of it on insta and so I'm, I guess you're saying that 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 blading community has been really open with knowledge and sharing it through to roller skaters and has supported you in a pretty big way oh absolutely um uh, yeah I don't think I would have learned many many things this year if it wasn't for them and also like the the wide view of Instagram and social media and uh, I've followed so many inline skaters at the moment on Instagram all like internationally across the world um, but just having that community and being able to be like I can ask these people for help and they can give me inspiration and it, it's yeah truly incredible everyone's super welcoming they love seeing new faces new roller skaters skateboarders whatever it is it's just this great community and to be able to have that I'd like such a big local skate park is great. Yeah, I like how the roller skating community is finally shifting to learning, accepting, acknowledging the blading culture. Totally. Uh, I feel like at the very beginning of roller skating in skate parks and stuff, so many people were so obsessed with skateboarding instead yeah. of blading and everyone was calling our tricks like skateboarding, skateboarding names yeah. like a feeble yeah. and I'm like mm. yeah. I guess like there's I think there's a bit of both now which I kind of like yeah. like I like that we still have you know like a 50 50 but we're also now embracing like a Mizu or a soul grind or and it, yeah. it's just kind of um I guess more acknowledging yeah. that the like 
diversity of the culture and where it actually comes from yeah. but for sure I'm I'm yeah it makes sense we have two feet doing two different yeah. things so yeah 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 totally one thing I really love well, if we, yeah we sorry you go Jane oh you go <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say one thing I really love as an outsider like watching your scene is the content that you produce like I know that that's a lot to do with Gabby and their yeah. amazing filmmaking, but like chef's kiss. Yeah, I think I could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one scene that like anytime any of you drop a video, I'm always like, oh, it's so beautifully well, shot and. You're all like fashion icons too. Like, <laughs> you, like it's the the fashion up there. I'm like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Like, I I don't know. I wear shit clothes. <laughs> And you're all like, yeah, those videos, you're all wearing the coolest clothes and look so beautiful. And there's always this perfect lighting. I mean, I'm sure it's like good filming too, part of it. But like, oh, yeah. they are so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like also some of the reason how like we all became friends. Like we all have very similar style. We all we all love very similar things, whether that's in like fashion or TV or media. Um, you know, that's why we all get along so yeah, well. It's uh, but really, all the credit goes to Gabby. Like fully, all the credit. I um I get pretty like anxious and nervous about posting on social media a lot of the time, and I. Yeah, recently Gabby uh, produced a video uh, of me, like made a little clip and I was like, oh, those are just throwaway clips. Like, I don't really want that scene, but if you want to make an edit, that's fine. Like, it looks very pretty um, and it ended up doing really well. And then I posted it and I was like, oh, this is actually, you know, really good. And I just didn't believe in myself very much through it. Um, and then I had actually estrogen uh, Michelle messaged me about the video. I was like in tears at the skate park, Aww. like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> the biggest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and she, she, yeah, someone uh, internationally has seen my video through like this incredible um, filming that Gabby did that I didn't even think was anything. And she, she wants me to come stay at her place and skate a ramp in LA and, you know, get, send me a new pair of their new skates. And just, I was just, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening through something I didn't even like believe in myself in. So, <laughs> so crazy to, me hear to, you, to hear you say that you didn't believe in yourself in that video because I think I saw that video and I was like, whoa, it's so like, it's so cool and awesome. I think everyone I know shared that video. Yeah. It was really awesome. So um, I guess it's like a nice reminder to everyone that, that you still feel the same anxiety about sharing things despite the fact you have like, 500,000 TikTok followers and yeah. like you know you're this big um presence online but yeah, yeah how do you go about that cuz um so you say that you do get anxiety to put yourself out there uh but i wonder if part of that anxiety is cuz you know that there's all these thousands of people that are going to see it or did that happen to you before you even had that big of a following yeah, I, I feel like, um, so with TikTok, I posted one video with like a viral sound that was like, uh, this is what I look like then versus what I look like now, like a progression video. And I was doing like a cartwheel and then I did an aerial. Um, yes, they're, they're amazing. We love the aerials, but this was back. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it went 
viral and I, I didn't expect that I was just like oh here's a little progress video for TikTok and it, it has like 45 million views or something Whoa. and that's pretty much how I gained all most of my followers on TikTok um and then with TikTok I I don't really post that regularly I don't try and go out to film for TikTok I just post snippets of things that I have like old videos or if I happen to be somewhere I'll like get a quick little video but I try not to make sure I'm going out of my way to film for TikTok because I don't want to add any extra pressure onto me and also I yeah I I'm a very anxious person so putting myself out there has been massive and it has caused, you know, lo lots of stress for me. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And it's just, it's just some videos and it's just social media and nothing anyone say to me can tear me down. Um, but it, it has been pretty hard having all the pressure. I constantly am looking at myself like, am I doing enough? Am I progressing fast enough? Am I learning tricks that this person is learning? And, it's, it's hard not to compare yourself on social media. So I, I think that is the most difficult part. Yeah, for sure. I, I can totally relate to that. I think social oh media God. can be like a wonderful tool, but it can also be a kind of toxic environment if you're not careful. And I think um, when roller skating started to grow a lot in popularity a little while back and TikTok came into the scene, I think there was like a bit of hate um, towards like, you know, TikTok skaters, even though everyone was just coming in and I guess learning this new thing they loved and were passionate about and the people coming in, you know, weren't coming in to annoy anyone. But there was, I, I felt at the time, like a little bit of animosity. Did that ever affect you or have, have you ever had any kind of like backlash from people that are like, oh, you're that TikTok skater or? Um, there was like an uh, incident with like another girl on TikTok. I think her name's like Tall Cabbage Girl. Um, and she like posted a video of people dropping in on her at the skate park, like skateboarders dropping in on her. Um, and it went super viral for, I think the wrong reason, uh, people just like dismissing what she was saying, uh, saying how multiple people could have been in the bowl. Uh, not only is that incredibly dangerous to have skateboard in a bowl at the same time as you, their boards fly everywhere, but like you're learning, you need your space, take your time. Don't stress about other people. That's not that's not what the issue should be. And so I had a, a bunch of people met like on my profile being like, are you that uh, cabbage girl? Like get out of the skate park. I saw you throw somebody's skateboard and like, uh, you know, get, you know, just the classic comments though. Like what, what are you doing here? Um, you're just a girl or some really like misogynistic comments as well about my physical appearance and things like that. Um, so I, I think I myself, uh, people accepted majority, majority, but uh, it was more in reference to other people that I would get uh, taken down by. I think what was really surprising to me, like what was really shocking to me was that inside the roller skating community, people were like, oh, all these new TikTok skaters, they think they invented yeah. skating, da, da, da. Like there was a lot of hate thrown around inside the roller skating community towards roller skaters. Yeah. And it was like, what are you doing? Like the, like the more, the better, like we're totally. growing the industry more, we're more oh, visible absolutely. where it, it's good for everyone. Like yeah. why would we try to like keep it this like small secret yeah. society yeah. what the hell i like hate to tell you but you know roller skating is not a secret you're doing it in a public space if people don't see it on tiktok they're going to see you in the skate park or they're going to yeah. see just gatekeeping yeah. skating and yeah. it's also so 
like uh, who wants to be the only roller skater in the skate park? Not I don't know. me. Not me. Like Not I'm me. so stoked nowadays. There's always another roller skater. Every time I go to the skate park, there's how a random incredible roller is skater. That? You don't even have to plan to meet up with someone, and you're like, oh my god, a roller yeah, skater! Yeah, it's amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's super good. So like, yeah, welcome to every new roller skater. Yeah, if you ever. found it, <laughs> oh absolutely, you found it through TikTok. That's awesome. Okay. If you did it, it's awesome. Whatever, do yeah. you? It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's also great for brands as well to be able to, you know, have multiple platforms to be able to share their things on, you know, get their stuff viewed by like, an international audience. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, Chuff doesn't have a TikTok because oh. we're like dinosaurs, Sugu and I. We've talked about it a couple of times. Well, I just don't understand how it works. Say the honest. truth, Sam. We did a TikTok. It lasted one week. <laughs> so the, the crew went on this trip um, and we were like, okay, it's the perfect chance for us to do a TikTok and like enter this world. And... Yeah, it just didn't go. I think we just didn't spend the time to get to know. I think there's a lot you need to understand about like what's trending and stuff. So while you say you don't go out and film videos specifically for it, like major kudos to you because it's not an easy thing to like make these videos that people really resonate with. So you're doing an amazing job and yeah, it's super, super cool to see. I think um, there's like a big difference between uh, TikTok and Instagram. I guess there's more of a correlation with uh, Reels and TikTok now, um, but more so in the beginning of TikTok. Uh, to me, Instagram is more of a personal page. So I want to post my progress over a couple months. Like here's a few things that I've learned, but also here's my life. Here's my dog. Like this, this is me as a person and not just a roller skater. Whereas TikTok, I solely only post roller skaters skating clips because that is why people followed me and I, I don't have to please them and just post roller skating content but that that to me that's what my page is um and I also just use trending sounds and just post clips that kind of work with it I don't think I do enough research into what will actually do well because I'm not getting paid for this this is not a job to me so it doesn't matter if I post or if I don't post or if it goes viral or if it doesn't go viral. It's kind of just a bit of fun to get my content seen and it has provided me with heaps of opportunities. So it's been really great to be able to have that. Yeah. So I did like um, scroll through your TikTok though and saw this like video of you doing ballet, just like dancing <laughs> so beautifully. Uh, I, I was a dancer my whole life, ballet dancer. I went to school, Calvin Grove State College, and they had a Queensland ballet program. So with school, I did a dance from about like 6.30 to 1 o'clock and then did school from 1.30 to 5 every day. Uh, still did my OP subjects, uh, still graduated high school, got into university, um, and I also, yeah, did uh, ballet. I unfortunately had a pretty serious hip injury, so I had to stop at uh, 6.17 I was. Um, which was, uh, at the time I didn't really let it affect me. Cause I was like, Oh, there's nothing I can do. Um, but then in the next few years I got into like pretty sad, uh, depression, uh, not really realizing why. And I was like, Oh, I'm not moving my body. Like I have been for the past 15 years. I'm not, you know, exercising every day. Like I was doing 50 hour dance weeks and I was like, what is going on? I'm not outside, I'm not seeing the sun. And so like, roller skating really came at such an amazing time to me and it's funny because it was just so out of the blue but it completely changed my life for the better I'm so thankful for it um 
I think dance has uh, influenced my skating style quite a lot. So whether that be I maybe have a little bit more balance than new, new beginners or that, you know, I know, I know people say to me, oh, wow, you look so uh, delicate when you skate or um, uh, your moves are very angelic. Yeah. Yeah. Like I see you do a 360 and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I think one of the first videos I She's saw like, of you was doing like a 540, maybe a fakey 540 in transition. And I remember I hadn't really seen your Instagram page up until then. And I was like, this skater just like, is like just floating. And yeah. it, my mind was a bit blown because I knew that you hadn't been skating for a long time, but it explains so much that you bring like we spoke about in the last episode with Tob, you bring your history with you and yeah. like it definitely shows in it's your so skate It's so silly. Style. I assumed you were a gymnast though for some, I'm just like always, I don't know, whatever very good skater that's like pretty new, I'm like, oh, it must be a gymnast or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ballet. I used to do um, aerial work as well. So I used to work in silks and like the lira, the metal hoop. Oh. Um, and that I really want to get back into that. I would love to be able. I've seen girls um, in roller skates doing the lira work, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could 100% do this." I want to get back into this. So, how's your hip though? Have with skating? Ah, uh, yeah. So I ended up taking like two years off, uh, resting it, and it still gives me a little bit of grief, but it's not at the point that it was in uh, how many years ago now? Five, six, five years ago. Um, which is great. I definitely needed the time off to heal and also like physically heal everywhere else and mentally heal and, you know, just take that time. Um, but yeah, I still get a bit of grief from it. I've gone to the millions of physios this year and last year and, you know, it pretty much is what it is and there's not too much I can do about it. Yeah. Do you have to do anything to like, I guess, manage that injury like do you do like yoga or stretching or like I don't know is there any anything you have to do just to be able to skate at the level you do consistently uh so I recommend this to anyone but I make sure I always do a warm-up and a stretch before I skate every single time I before I put my skates on before I put my knee pads on and I think through dancing I've like learned ways that I can do that um like I have a little routine of things that I do like pumping down and reaching for my feet and lunges and a little run and uh just like a little jog on the spot and stuff like that like you've got to move and warm your body before you stretch it and release it and that way you can strengthen it as well um because that is how I got my injury like I'm very hypermobile um and so I was pushing my body into these positions that I could do but I didn't have the strength to to do so therefore injury yeah I'm so terrible for this. Like I have a pretty good after skate routine. Like I do stretch and I do often I'll do like yoga in the mornings, but like not even on skating days, but then the days where I rock up to the skate park, I'm just like, I'm here, skates on, like, let's go. True. And I'm sure that it is not the best way. I have started doing, um, like before I like actually start skating, I like, I do put my skates on straight away, but then I just do a bunch of like a front stall and like squat all the way down a, f a fakey stall squat all the way, like all the like very like basic stalls and just get really low, then back up again and like just pump, pump, pump to like get the body going a bit. But it, probably wouldn't hurt to do some stuff off skates too yeah, first. Good advice. I feel like that's that would be like sufficient though. It's still a warm up. Yeah. I like I 
I have a bad habit of uh, after my warm up putting my skates on, then going straight in and going handstand, you know, three sixty aerial miller flip, and people are like you literally just dropped in, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, <laughs> you have a very very big bag of tricks, I have to say. Like I can understand why you would go straight into those because you know you're working from your three sixty towards like your backflip or whatever. So yeah. um, I guess like. Speaking of your skate style, where do you get your inspiration from? Like, who are you looking towards? Or like, maybe even not people within skating. I don't know. Like, what's what's your main inspiration? I actually get uh, lots of inspiration from the Paddington skate park community, whether that is, you know, a, a skateboarder doing a really sick hand plant um, and then turning back around, or if it's a rollerblader doing this new grind, I get lots of inspiration just from my community. And I think those people know how to ride the park and they know how to make it flow. And so being able to translate something that's not a roller skate trick into roller skating is something that I've been really trying to do. And it's been, you know, lots of fun and it's super challenging because sometimes it doesn't translate at all. But I find lots of inspiration through those people along just like, you know, Barbie as well. I love her style. I love watching people that have a style rather than just trick after trick. And that's something that I really want to work towards and make sure that I have as well. And I think that just comes naturally um, the more comfortable you are. Um, and then there's also, uh, I think her name's like Luzlen. Um, oh, Luzlen. I think yeah. the Argentina. Uh, Colombian skater. She's incredible I think Argentina yeah, yeah. there yeah, we go amazing skater. yeah she's so good I actually she does these like interviews um on her Instagram and I was listening to one the other day with Caro with 986 from Colombia from Colombia and Luth has been skating for like two years too yeah yeah uh, which I for some reason this is like the same thing I say that like whenever I see a very good skater over here I'm like oh they must be a gymnast I'm not really sure why but if there's a very good skater in Argentina I'm like they must be a figure skater yeah um (laughs) but I yeah I just assumed she was a figure skater and she's not she just just put on skates on like two years ago or something like that yeah she's so good I think it's just interesting that some people I feel like are just super connected to their body and have like really good control of their limbs in a way that I do not have yeah Um, you know like you just watch some people move and they're just so like controlled and precise in their movements and whatever that comes from it can be so many different things but it does really translate to style I think um as Jade was saying yeah I I think it's similar with uh dancing as well like you could always watch someone do a uh, exact perfect movement and their foot can be in the exact position and you know they're doing it very you know by the book or you could watch someone do it with a style with an expression with a feeling and you're gonna want to watch that way more and there's nothing wrong with you know, having this like perfect, you know, uh, representation of what you're doing, but just being able to watch someone that it doesn't matter what tricks they're doing, if they fall or if they make the trick and just watching them to see what they're going to do and how their body moves and how they are, you know, connected to themselves and skating. It's really incredible. So I love, I love watching people like that. Yeah. I think style really is so important you can literally be doing the three same tricks. If you're doing them with style, I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Yes. I guess for you, um, you were talking a bit before about like, you know, putting in time and stuff with your dancing. Are you doing 
the same amount of hours you think on your skates because I guess we see these end result tricks that are like so gnarly and it's like whoa like I've never seen someone do that on roller skates before or like at least not many people but what's your process like like how does that go from being an idea that you see some blader do for example to you them sharing it on your socials um I think with learning tricks I think oh especially with Instagram I don't really like post many like progress videos so people wouldn't really know the process and I don't even really know the process I when I was learning how to do that like back uh handspring thingy I don't even know what it is um I started off by just doing like a miller flip in transition and then I didn't think I could progress it anymore I was just like oh yeah this is a miller flip uh and then you know the more comfortable I got I added more speed I added more height I was like I could try and air this and then I was airing them and I was like oh wow this is a trick you know uh post it like that I don't think I often like go in with a set idea uh sometimes I do but most of the time things kind of happen naturally um just something that I'm working on that I can you know progress and make better or progress into something completely different but I yeah I usually don't go in with like a set idea of I'm going to try this um which I know lots of people do yeah so yeah. interesting yeah mm-hmm. that's cool That'd be super cool. So, and I guess it's like a really organic way to skate, like yeah. just really free. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think it um it, it maybe like limits me a little bit, but <laughs> you know I'm still like super happy with my uh, progress, and I need to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You should be. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. You've been skating for five minutes. <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. No. <laughs> Oh, cool. Well, I guess we're sort of getting yeah. towards the end. Did you have any more questions, Sue? Yeah, probably just um, to wrap it up. Uh, the question I was going to say that we do to all of our guests, but this is our second episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like as a skater, what would you like to see for the community in the future? Like what will your skate um, utopia be? Mm. Um, I think as Tov said in the last podcast, just more inclusivity. Um, is always, always needed. Um, So just being able to be close to brands to be able to make sure that they can represent us as fairly as that they can um, would be ideal. Also just, you know, remembering in the community that other people's successes aren't your downfall and just having a really positive outlook on uh, skating and everyone's progression is different nobody's progression is linear it's okay if people learn faster than you and it's okay if you are up and down sometimes and you know I just want to make sure that the community is staying like positive because I understand how much pressure it can be um yeah that's amen <laughs> yeah I hear you. you were talking about Estro earlier and, and how they've reached out to you on Insta and I think Estro is one of the most inspiring people to talk to about things like that they're always like a big advocate of like someone else's success is also like all of our success like there is no shortage of success or like opportunities in skating like it is it is kind of this like thing if we all support each other more things just come it's not a competition it's like absolutely part of it together which is super cool I've had like I've done a trick at the skate park before and then someone's been like hey do you mind if I try that and I'm like why are you asking for my approval that would be the most insane thing if I did it and then you did it like that sounds (laughs) sick let's go yeah back to back that's how I 
should be. Yeah. I'm so stoked. Yeah, yeah. so awesome. It's super, super cool to chat to you. I hope that, you know, as we're all coming out of these lockdowns, it means we can maybe skate together again someday yeah. soon. Please. I know, <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? But, you know, until then, I guess keep doing your awesome stuff yeah. in, in Brizzy and I hope we can see some more of your videos. Please yeah. don't be so anxious because we want to see more. Yeah, we want to see more. We want to see all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll get it. I got yeah. Gabby on my back. Awesome. <laughs> well, have a lovely day. Thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no worries. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Drop In Podcast is a Chuck Skates production hosted by Sugu Valbuena Sanchez and me, Samantha Trahan. This podcast is recorded and edited on Aboriginal land. Always was, always will be. The opening track features samples from Dr. Timothy Leary's 1967 song, Turn On, Tune In, Drop Out, and a 1966 interview between Merv Griffin and Dr. Leary. Thank you to our guests for dropping in to talk about all things roller skating, and to you for listening. If you'd like to be notified of new episodes, follow at Chuff Skates on Instagram and subscribe to Drop In Podcast on Spotify. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we? <laughs> Please don't tell us you hate the sound of our voice, but other than that, we're very open. Oh my God. Like me editing the podcast and having to listen to myself over and over and over again oh dear yeah it's a special (laughs) kind of torture but you did an amazing job